back to those border blockades tying up hundreds of millions of dollars in cross-border trade. And today, a heavy push to clear the most vital of those crossings, the Ambassador Bridge, linking Windsor and Detroit, blocked since Monday, causing massive tie-ups, delays, and other border crossings in the area, and strangling some $400 million in daily cross-border trade. And now, of course, with anger from industry hard hit and U.S. pressure from the governor of Michigan and the White House, today we saw some real movement. Ontario Premier Doug Ford declared a state of emergency. Here's what he had to say. And I will convene cabinet to use legal authorities to urgently enact orders that will make crystal clear it is illegal and punishable to block and impede the movement of goods, people and services along critical infrastructure. Police apparently handing out flyers to protesters in Windsor, warning them about the provincial state of emergency, the risk of fines up to $100,000 a year in jail. And while the Prime Minister once again warned protesters at border crossing in Coots, Alberta, Emerson, Manitoba and Windsor, and of course still on Parliament Hill where there are many people this evening, he told them once again that it was time to pack up and go. I want to make something very clear. The illegal blockades seeking to take our neighbourhoods and our economy hostage and the collective COVID fatigue we are facing are two very separate things. The Prime Minister there, once again, stern words, but apparently there's lots of festivities on Parliament Hill tonight, so at least no one's listening there, at least not yet. Windsor, though, has been the focal point of movement today, and late today, a judge granted an injunction filed on behalf of industry groups and backed by the City of Windsor to clear the blockade of that Ambassador Bridge. The Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association was one of the lead groups in that injunction, and President Flavio Volpe joins me now. Welcome to the show. So what did the judge weigh and how did they decide that this was in fact the way to go after the arguments were made on your behalf? First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, the judge was weighing arguments for the uh, defendants about uh, civil liberties and uh, the constitution and uh, their right uh, to, uh, to protest uh, with the, uh, where that right to protest ends, the, the freedom of, of uh, industry and people to go to work and uh, and ship goods and um, and it was I mean and you know if I wanted to summarize that was a pretty easy argument although we heard them all I mean we were in there all day uh, we uh, we we got in there at twelve and we got out of there about six thirty uh, it, um, it it was very clear to everybody involved uh, the the attorney general of Ontario uh, joined uh, uh, and uh, the city of Windsor joined and uh, we let it uh, but uh, they were able to make uh, arguments on intervener status that were were um more than complementary to uh the APMA's position the APMA's position was this there's 50 million dollars worth of goods that need to go that way and there's 50 million dollars of goods that come this way and if it stopped you know 140,000 people are sitting home without work which is what happened today but of course the the city and the province made a very compelling arguments about generally you know, while we all have a right uh, to uh, to protest and to have uh, different opinions, you don't have a right uh, to break municipal bylaws and uh, provincial laws. And uh, and uh, you know that was a very very important addition to uh, to our affidavit. What has been the impact already? Well, in my affidavit, I I, I said that the impact was about six hundred million dollars. 
probably about four or five days worth of work for people by the time we can get the whole flywheel going again. You don't just turn on uh, the factories again. Uh, you know, you've got to sequence uh, your production and deliveries with your customers on both sides of the border. And so um, we got to make sure that that, that border is, that that, that uh, bridge is open and that uh, Sarnia Port Huron is open uh, right next to it. Uh, but, you know, I think part of the, part of the hearing was what's the irreparable damage, you know, cause you turn around and say, well, yes, the, 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 there's a punitive, uh, there, there, there's a quantifiable punitive damage, but that doesn't mean you can get an emergency injunction. It's the irreparable piece. The irreparable piece is to our reputation as a reliable partner to, uh, to our commercial partners south of the border, uh, but also to uh, investors from around the world who, who invest in, a, in, in Canada to access the U.S. market. I spent last week in Washington on a pretty low-key trip uh, to Capitol Hill uh, uh, to meeting with uh, executives at car makers uh, that are uh, located there to make uh, the continuous grinding uh, argument of don't get too protectionist. Um, Buy America should include Canada. And, and I thought that we've been making slow progress the last couple of months. You know, obviously we got a nice victory in, uh, in, uh, in the Senate last uh, month over the EV tax credit uh, being shot down by uh, the Senator from West Virginia. But this week, I mean, this last couple of days was uh, amazing for the wrong reasons. You know, I, 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 I can't go back to Washington next week. I got to let the dust settle. And then when I go back there, I'm going to go uh, start from scratch. This, I mean, regardless of what the politics of people are protesting, um, yep. this does would suggest that somehow, and I know there's plans for another bridge in place, uh, but but this would suggest that that somehow this this infrastructure has to be better protected. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think some of the people that sympathized with uh, the principles of the protest. Yeah. You know, I mean, they express opinions that are held by a lot of people. You know, we all have COVID fatigue and um, us who are very sensitive to vaccination and masking. Uh, if they're if they're honest with you, like I am, I mean, I'm triple boosted. I wear a mask everywhere I'm supposed to. And uh, would I want to? I mean, do I want to? No, I don't want to do it anymore. Nobody wants to do it anymore. But, you know, that ends with, hey, by the way, I'm going to do something that's going to put you out of work. And I have no leverage in that action to go and change the things that we don't like. Oh, and by the way, frankly, I mean, just scientifically speaking, if we change the things that we don't like, um, we're going to overload the healthcare system. And so I get it. People are frustrated. I get it. They want to move on. I mean, I, I coach a baseball team in the U.S. You know, I'm based in Toronto and I coach a team that's based in uh, Indianapolis and um, you know, we'll bring the boys down there in uh, June, July, and August. It's another world. And the travel back and forth, the vaccination, the quarantines, it's a mess. And then the worry when, you know, we go to places where they act as if there's no, there's no pandemic. You got to find your balance. But finding your balance is the place, the place to find your balance is not in the middle of a bridge. And uh, I know that was a long answer, but I'll say this. We got to protect that bridge at all costs. So today, not really a doesn't really feel like a victory. Then just no, no. You know what? It's sad that we're having this conversation. You know, I've been on the show a few times. 
it, it is. I said I made a statement after the injunction. Is that is I, I I take no. There's no glee in this. There's no victory in this. It's um, you sunk the ship, but we found the shore. Uh, it's a big problem. Flavio Volpe, thank you as always for your time. My pleasure, Ben.